Hello, and welcome to EdTech Coast to Coast, brought to you by the K-12 Blueprint and produced by Clarity Innovations. Each month, we talk with EdTech influencers on the vanguard of 21st century teaching and learning. We'll share the latest EdTech information and insights so that professionals just like you can help build a brighter future for students. Today, we talk with Irene Spiro, CEO of Next Chapter Consulting. Next Chapter Consulting works with associations and companies to maximize their presence in the EdTech space and to help them forge meaningful partnerships. This involves attending a lot of education-related conferences. You know, the calendar was full. Um, we had conferences that we put in, and then we had the planning to attend the conferences, and then we had the post-planning after, and then we just, you know, took a deep breath and dived into the conference and made sure that we had really comfortable shoes. The pandemic has completely disrupted the industry's packed schedule of face-to-face -face conferences. Irene discusses how everything's changed and what that means for her clients. I think it's important to note that in the spring, the pivot to virtual conferences was made very quickly and of necessity. And the economic implications of that were very great. So most associations quickly pivoted to a virtual format. They had little time to plan, little time to talk about exploration, little time to really um, think about how this was going to be done. So those first round of spring conferences are behind us now. And we're beginning to see a second wave a second way of, of conferences, which I think are going to look very different at that first round. Irene recently conducted a survey of companies and associations called the Virtual World of Conferences. The survey grapples with the changes in conferences due to the pandemic and the impact they're having on the industry as a whole. The responses map out the challenges, practical realities, solutions, and even opportunities that virtual conferences pose. One of the benefits of a virtual conference that we've discovered is that it can reach a much larger audience. Associations are seeing that their attendance at the virtual event is growing and is much larger than it was in the in-person. People are finding that they might not have had the budget or the time to travel in the past, but to you know, sign on to a virtual event from the comfort of your home and at a reduced cost, and in some cases, no cost at all, is making it possible to, to participate. I think one of the major things that's working is when associations use the virtual format as an opportunity to rethink the conference experience. What we see the best events that are taking place are those who really have transformed and changed that experience. Trying to put up your face-to-face -face agenda and what you had planned on a virtual platform just doesn't work. A live conference has to have a mix of short and long sessions, high-profile speakers, practical tutorials, timely topics. 
but most of all opportunities for conversation and idea sharing. Screen fatigue is real. So scheduling becomes really important. Sessions have to be shorter. Think in terms of 30 to 45 minutes at the most rather than the 90 minutes and build in interaction during panel discussions with chat functions and polls. And don't think in terms of long days. We're used to conferences, face-to-face -face conferences, where we got up and attended our first session at 8.30 in the morning and went straight through to 5.30 when it ended with some kind of social event. That is just not possible in the virtual environment. I think the second important point is to ensure that there's ample opportunity for interaction and networking at the conference. Educators want to meet with each other, kind of share best practices, find out what's working in their schools and school districts, and companies want to share their stories with each other. Opportunities for exhibitors to track who visits their virtual booth and then use that lead tracking for follow-up after the conference. Breakout rooms, virtual focus groups, virtual social events, those are all opportunities to connect. I think that the era of the old sponsorship model for association conferences is no longer valid. And the associations that are going to survive and flourish in this new environment are ones who are rethinking and repurposing their sponsorship programs and making it possible to use those sponsorships not only as a one-off for the conference, but throughout the year. That shift in the way we think of sponsorships, I think is critical for associations and critical for companies to understand. So one of the things we talk about is the whole, um, you know, conference swag. You know, we used to come home from conferences with pens, pencils, you know, screen wipes, whatever it is. I'm seeing some associations using that now to their advantage. So what about if you can't, if you can't have a coffee break, what about sending the attendees a Starbucks gift card and saying, have a coffee on us? I think there's a great business opportunity here for virtual swag for conferences. EdTech Coast to Coast is a production of Clarity Innovations for the K-12 Blueprint. Be sure to visit the K-12 Blueprint at www.k12blueprint.com for the latest research data, device information, best practices, and deployment strategies showing real-world results in districts just like yours. And to help educators keep pace with current educational practices, the K-12 Blueprint provides robust toolkits loaded with vital resources, each focusing on a critical challenge. Let's hear more from Irene about how conferences may be handled, not only into next year, but for the foreseeable future. I think that the virtual is going to continue for at least another year. I think through 2021, uh, until we have a vaccine and until we have all that in place, I think companies are going to be reluctant to send their staff to events. And I think school districts and schools are not going to approve travel f for their staff. So I think we have at least another year of this.
Sure. Um, I think that during this year, we're probably going to see a combination of models, some hybrid models, perhaps. Um, but I think the virtual is going to continue for another year. You know, this is all very much uncharted territory. And we're, you know, the first shock is over. And I think now we're finding our way. And I hopefully that it, that way is going to be a better way. Uh, I think associations and companies um, need to realize that a virtual event can greatly reduce the costs, but it requires the same amount of planning and coordination as any in-person event. There are some, you know, opportunities that have opened up with virtual conferences. As I said earlier, we've reached more people. It's been expanded outreach. Um, those, those kinds of things are important. Um, so use, use what we learned, um, evaluate it, and let's, um, let's think about that as a, a way forward. Thank you, Irene, for taking the time to share those valuable insights. We'll see you next time here at EdTech Coast to Coast. Until then, keep learning. <laughs>